Games rated E to E10+. Welcome to Nintendo Power Podcast. This episode, we jump into battle with Joker, the new fighter in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. My name is Chris Slate, and joining me today are JC Rodrigo from Nintendo Treehouse. Hi, JC. What's up, Chris? Good to have you back again. Thanks for coming on the show. For sure. And Joe Bustos from the social media team here at Nintendo of America. Hi, Joe. Hey, how's it going? Great. Thanks for coming on the show, both of you. And, you know, now we just had an episode at the start of this month, but I couldn't wait a whole other month to talk about Joker joining Super Smash Bros. Ultimate as the first new character in the Fighter's Pass DLC. So we're kind of doing a special episode mid-month here. And um, so let's dig in and learn about this cool new character, who he is, how he plays in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and... I want to start with who is Joker, because I think, you know, this character has never appeared on a Nintendo platform before, um, but I know that he has a ton of fans, so I'm kind of learning about him myself. Um, And so we've got a a Joker super fan on here today with you, Joe, and I was hoping you could kind of start us off, and and for those of us who aren't already familiar with Joker or Persona 5, which is the game he originally comes from, uh, I believe, you can tell me if I'm wrong, uh, maybe prime us a little bit on why people should be so excited to have this character in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah, you know, Joker is the protagonist character in Persona 5, and, you know, this character is is someone who kind of starts out with a little bit of a mysterious background. So he he's kind of this transfer student that comes into this uh, to this big city. He's never you know, he's never gone to school in a big city before. Um, and you know, you don't really know what kind of led him there. And you know, over time, you start to learn uh, a little bit about his background. He's kind of treated as a delinquent, and um, you know, but he's he's really a silent character, so you don't really get to know a lot about him. Um, so over time, you know, he really um, starts to gain some friends at school. He uh, gets in, involved in in kind of some weird ongoings with some of the teachers at school, some adults that are really up to no good. Um, and he he finds himself kind of embroiled in this drama and um, gains uh, some supernatural powers. Um, basically, he's able to activate his persona. Um, and really, you know, what happens within the game is they're trying to change the perception of these adults who are really up to no good, um, really change their hearts and, and kind of get them to either confess what they're doing wrong or um, really kind of just right the wrongs that they've been doing. Um, and he, he kind of makes all these friends and together um, over the course of the game, um, he leads this gang. They call them the Phantom Thieves of Hearts. And they really um, get up to all these different shenanigans, taking down some of these really bad people um, throughout the streets of Tokyo and and into this this world they call um, the metaverse. So they they dive into the metaverse, which is this supernatural um, area, and they're really just going throughout these palaces, stealing the treasure um, within the souls of these um, these really kind of devious villains throughout the game. So it's a really great story. Um, you know, Joker as a character himself. Um, again, he's he's a silent protagonist, but I think the cool thing about him is. Um, he's kind of hiding all this personality behind him, and I think you really see that in the style of the game. Um, the Persona franchise is super stylish. Um, there's a ton of different little touches, like everything from the menus to the music of the game, which is just spectacular, and I think you know fans of Smash are really going to get to experience that. And I think that's really the cool thing about Joker is um, he's bringing all that style, all kind of that flair from the Persona franchise, and he's kind of representing it in, in one really... Um, kind of great representation of the series and of the character himself. 
You mentioned that that style and that flair. Now, um, like I said, I haven't played Persona Five myself, but when I think back to the reveal trailer for um, when Joker was first announced to be coming to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, um, it had a very distinct visual style to it, and I believe that's also the style that that um, uh, at least I think I have seen the intro to Persona Five that had that same really cool style. Um, and I think in that um, in that reveal trailer, I heard lots of different voices, and I think that's the that's kind of his group or his team. Um, I forget what you said the name was. Uh, Phantom Thieves of Hearts. So yeah. it's a little bit of a mouthful. But. So he's seen whenever I, I I have seen him, he seems to kind of be paired with those. Um, partners. So it seems like they, they, the team aspect of that is pretty important to his character. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting, right? Because Joker is a single character, but at the same time, he's re- really representing this ensemble cast from this RPG series and this game that's, you know, over 100 hours long, right? So he, there's a lot to represent in there. And they really bring in the whole team and represent everyone from Morgana, who's this kind of small, supernatural cat character, to, you know, his just fellow classmates who are, are there with him. And they all have kind of their own take on their persona characters. So, you know, really to see it in Smash kind of represented in this super cool way where everybody kind of um, gets their time in the limelight a little bit um, is, is really cool. And I, I think that's that's one of the things I'm most excited about is just kind of seeing the little touches of how they brought in not only Joker, but just the entire Persona franchise in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone who's just learning about the character myself, all those little elements seem very interesting. And JC, I know that uh, you probably haven't played as much of Persona 5 as Joe, but we talked to you before and you did mention that you were familiar with the game. So what about the character of Joker jumps out to you, even beyond getting into, you know, how he's implemented in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? What is it about him? I don't know, his style or just something that that character exudes that that brings a unique element to the to the roster here in, in Smash? You know, I think Joe nailed it with the style. Um, <laughs> um, you know, even comparing him to the rest of the cast, like that's the first thing I kind of noticed when I was messing with Joker is just everything is stylish, right? You have his, uh, even like the way he jumps, the way he kind of even looks at his, his still images, the still art assets that are in the game, it just looks super cool, right? And what's interesting is since, yeah, I, I, you're, you're right, uh, you know, I did play a little bit of Persona 5, so I'm kind of familiar, aside from memorizing that he's got you know, he drinks coffee or, you know, he's got a dirty room. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he, a lot of the style, a lot of the details really came into Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I mean, the dev team and Mr. Sakurai did just an incredible job. And even kudos to Atlas for like, you know, like giving, giving the dev team that character to work with. Cause man, there's a lot of detail in there. I think a lot of fans are going to really appreciate. So yeah, style, style and so much more style, more than, more than you'd think. JC, yeah, you know, I think um, one of the the big parts of bringing that style across is the music of the series. Um, you know, one of the things in Smash is that in the stage is if you um, choose a different music track from Persona 3 or Persona 4, you get to hear some of the, the tracks from the other games, and then also the stage kind of changes color a little bit. And for me, you know, as a fan of Persona, um, hearing that music um, from Persona 3, Persona 4, and then, of course, from Persona 5, it's really exciting that other people will get to, to hear either some of those tracks for the first time or just be able to, to fight alongside those. And, um, you know, for myself, you know, I, I watch a ton of competitive Smash. Um, I play a ton of Smash. So, you know, just being able to um, have the Persona tracks in there is, is really, you know, Persona fans' dream come true. Yeah, I think uh, like um, I think this is the general approach with everyone who's going to be in the Fighters Pass DLC is you don't just get the character right, but you get music, you get a stage, you get something that that really encapsulates 
you know, kind of the whole world around that character. Um, so if you're someone who's already a big fan of Joker, I'm sure you like to see all those little touches. And for someone like me who's eager to learn more, you really get a full kind of exposure, which is great. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you know, just I, I think the thing that Persona fans and Smash fans will really get to experience is just that overall kind of representation, whether you've never played Persona before. I think this is something you'll see and you'll you'll be excited about the franchise and be interested in it. Um, if you're a Smash fan, um, I think, you know, just the the cool parts of this character um, will really draw you in. I think he, he is a character that is, uh, he has some really unique uh, mechanics to him. And I'm really interested to see, you know, what, what players kind of do with that. And before we dive in a little bit more on, on uh, some of the, the recent announcements in terms of uh, how Joker operates in, in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Joe, I want to ask just a little bit more again as a, as a, as a Joker and a Persona newbie. Um, I understand that Joker kind of uh, uh, debuted in Persona 5, but obviously it's Persona 5. There's been other Persona games, other spinoff games, and it's a hugely popular series. Um, what is his connection, or is there any connection from him to the past games, or, or is or is each individual Persona game really kind of the start of a new story? Yeah, so the the core Persona games are they don't really have a ton of crossover. There are some characters that you do see some crossover with. Um, there are some characters in Persona Three that do show up in Persona Five, or they're referred to. Um, there are some other Persona spinoff games, um, Persona Q Two, which is coming out on Nintendo 3DS. Um, uh, that's another game that that Joker and the crew from Persona Five will show up in. So there is there is some kind of crossover between the franchise, but um, for the most part, they are pretty standalone games. Mm, good to know. Okay, and uh, JC now talking about Joker coming to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, like I said, we had the uh, the video come out, which uh, uh, shortly ahead of the the character, the actual character release, um, kind of talking a bit about, uh, or actually in pretty good detail about. Um, how he operates in the game. So what are some of the key points you would draw people's attention to that really define um, how people are going to approach this character in Smash? I guess I'd start with how quick he is. Um, Joker is a very fast character. Um, I would say probably one of the top five fastest characters in the game. As far as movement speed, jump, fall rate, even just moving around uh, and you know being able to read the different options of people come back to stage or even cra- like going around, running around, getting items, he's very quick. Um, in it. So that's the first. The second, I think, with him is really learning how to manage um, and keep an eye um, on his gauge. Because when his gauge is filled, you know, Arsene comes out and Arsene will actually power up and change the way like some moves operate. Well, I guess kind of all the moves. And you have to kind of know. Just I'm sorry. Arsene, I think, is his what Joe called his persona. Ah, yes, that's right. Sorry about that. Yeah, Arsene is his persona. Kind of looks like a big, tall, blue, flamey guy behind him. <laughs> and he's got he's got a cool voice, by the way. She saw at the TGA trailer. <laughs> and um, so he's there. And he, uh, so as soon as the, um, you know, I think it's called the Rebellion Gauge, once the gauge fills, um, you know, Arsene comes out and then all his moves change for a certain amount of certain period of time. Um, after that, a lot of his moves kind of revert back to his normal state. So it's about knowing when you're taking damage, watching the gauge. When it's full, it auto activates. Or if you know that, you know, you're, you're, the gauge is near being full and you want to take advantage of Arsene, you could press down B, which actually, if you, it's basically a counter, but instead of like actually countering and hitting the other person, it absorbs all that damage and boosts the gauge. So you can actually force Arsene to come out earlier if you knew that the other person was going to execute an attack, if you just, you know, counter it correctly. 
You know, JC, here in the California office of Nintendo, uh, Joe is the reigning office champion. We just had a tournament here for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So um, next time you're down here, I want to see uh, I want to see you two guys go head to head. Now, I've seen Joe play. Don't get me wrong. I was there. I was there when the finals were happening. I, oh, right. I watched it. I was totally watching it. Uh, yeah. Uh, guys, if you're listening, Joe Joseph Bustos is the real deal, guys. He's he's for real. I'm not sure if nah. I could touch him. <laughs> you're just hyping me up. I'm not that great. <laughs> Look at this, dude. Now everyone's going to be hunting for you. You got a, you got a target on your back now, Joe. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I'll just bring my, bring my trophy over to the Redmond office and uh, put it on the line and see what happens. <laughs> So um, thinking uh, about, uh, again, Joker Stage's mementos in the game, um, and uh, I think, Joe, you mentioned some of the visual qualities that change the colors, things like that, along with the music, uh, depending on what music is being played. Um, Would you say, JC, that there's anything about this stage that kind of lends itself well to um, kind of the the character's qualities, or is it... uh, Or is it something that, you know, is kind of equally good for anyone? Um, Character's qualities. As far as um, I was just going to say, personally, I, I love playing as Simon Belmont, and I love pl- when I'm playing in uh, Dracula's stage, there's that little kind of uh, hill off to, or not so hill, but kind of a ledge on the right side that's at just the right angle, or if someone's trying to get back on the stage, I can arc that uh, axe over the top and hit them and keep them from coming back. So I don't know if there's anything, you know, considering Joker's abilities that uh, just fit perfectly well with that stage. You know, come to think of it, um, I would actually view his stage as like almost like a modified battlefield if you will like it's mm-hmm. pretty balanced um again i'm talking about like just jump where the platforms are like where the ground is where the platforms are um i will say some platforms come they come in and they come out like on especially the one on the right with the speakers there's will be a platform that'll drop from the ceiling it'll come down for a little bit and you can't fast fall through it so you know having said that i think joker's aerial attacks are really strong they're fast and they're multi-hit so I could see people, you know, if you're Joker on that stage, approaching people and really attacking people as you're, you know, if they're up above you, being really not afraid and just getting up there. So it doesn't hurt so bad if you're, uh, you know, if you're below a character, um, if you have the space to, you know, and the speed to run around and attack them while someone's falling on top of you. So that's one. The second, I think, is fun. Oh, I know. It's his uh, side B. Um, he, I think it's called Aha. It's like it also borrowed the name from Attack in uh, Persona 5, where he kind of throws, I think it's a card. He throws out a card and eventually does damage over time if it hits. And the card has some range, um, almost like a almost like a PK Thunder, you know, like that kind of space. But um, it doesn't hold the other character in place. It just kind of hits them once, and then it's over. But the length... I should say the width or length of the platforms works really well. Um, there's even this. There's even slight elevation changes in the stage, where you know if you throw that aha the side B special just at the right angle, you can hit someone and they can't really run at you properly because they're just high enough to where it impedes all of their progress. They can't sneak under it, and it's really hard for them to jump over it because at that point you're you know they're probably too far away from you. Mm. Yeah, I think that attack is is going to be interesting because it's it's kind of like that piranha plant side B move where you get hit by it and all of a sudden you took a bunch of damage and had no idea because there is no knockback. So it's really interesting to see those kind of moves be implemented in the game. Mm-hmm. And you know, speaking of that Aha, you know, the side B where he tosses the card. Another way to actually play him, and I kind of tried doing this uh, just recently, was I tried to just kind of see how much I could, like, how much damage over time I could do relying on that side B special move. 
um, rather than kind of, you know, throw out the side B move and then rush right in and use my speed. Why don't I, you know, you could use your speed and run away. I mean, what's really frustrating is if someone's above you, you know, Joker also has this really cool up B move where it's kind of like a grappling hook almost. So you can grapple onto a ledge, but you can grapple people right out of the sky. So if someone keeps jumping, short hopping at you, whatever, you just yank them and just, you know, really hard, nope, pull them down. And <laughs> it's kind of vulnerable. It's really awesome. So, you know, people should definitely take advantage of that. That sounds great. Um, another thing, you know, I'd, I'd want to call out about the stage is that um, you see a couple of the party members from Persona 5 um, just kind of standing around the background. And, you know, Mementos in Persona 5 is kind of this ongoing area that throughout the game you're constantly revisiting. Um, and there are certain points where you're going throughout all the floors and then you take a, take a rest on like one of the uh, kind of waiting for the subway floors where you're just hanging out. Um, and you know that's that's kind of where you just see all the party members just hanging out and you know ready to go um, for the next fight. Um, so it is kind of interesting to just see them hanging out in the background. You get again a little bit more representation from the overall game versus just Joker, and I, I think that's another little touch that Mr. Sakurai and team have, have really kind of put in there to um, you know make sure a Persona Five as you know the whole game and the, and the uh, entire experience is getting really represented well. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to see with all the characters in this game is just all the crazy attention to detail that comes through. Yeah. And, you and know, all I, of these representations. Yeah. You know, I mentioned it earlier, but just having having the color of the stage change based on which Persona game uh, music that you're choosing, um, that's such a cool little touch that, you know, um, it just really, really brings like that franchise representation that um, I think they're, that, that team is just so good at doing um, and, and implementing in the game. Um, it, it's really awesome. Now, JC, to wrap up kind of our Joker discussion here, it sounds like, from what you said earlier, it sounds like people that are just starting to learn the character, some things they're going to want to pay attention to and maybe build on are his speed. Um, you said he had some good aerials. And uh, in his persona form, like really working to build that up quickly and, and uh, get those buffs. Uh, anything else you'd add to that? Or is those pretty much the three things that, that new Joker players should really be focusing on? You know, if I was um, if I was a new Joker player, I would also take the time and you know, going back to the style, uh, I'd encourage everyone to try his final smash. Um, his final smash is it's incredible. Um, if, if you if you're if you're taking a look at what we announced, you know, recently, you take a look at that particular animation, and if you've played Persona Five, you know exactly what that animation's from. The character callouts when they have the little text blurbs at the top. Um, you can see all of that, the little sparkles, you know, when the, the silhouettes are out at the very end, the text and the, you know, the banners at the bottom and the side. It's, it's so cool and it's so done, so true to who, you know, to who Joker is. And it's really an homage to that character of the series and really being super respectful. And I, I thought that's such, such a great touch. Um, so definitely use that. And by the way, it goes forward and it comes back. So just because you thought you jumped over it, don't be trying to land where he just was because he'll come right back and hit you in the face. So uh, be careful. <laughs> yeah, I got to say the first time I saw that, that Final Smash animation, I, I was pretty blown away as a Persona fan. It, it's so true to the game. Um, and just kind of if, if that ends the match and the way it kind of leads into the victory screen, which is also just taken straight out of a battle from Persona 5, um, it's, it's really something special. And I, I think it's just, you know, uh, just really shows the attention to detail that they've put into this game. Yeah, and really plays up that cool style you guys were talking about before. You, you, you definitely get the impression that Joker is, is a real uh, cool dude. Yeah, it's definitely got a lot of style. Cool. Now, along with Joker uh, comes the free 3.0 update, um, which has a couple of uh, significant new additions. JC, what can you tell us about those? 
Yeah, so in the update 3.0, version 3.0, it's available to everyone. Um, everyone gets Stage Builder, yay! So if you want to make your custom stages, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, my favorite thing is I actually made a stage that's kind of like a jar, um, and I like making jars, and then there's these uh, little switches you can put on, on surfaces, and if you hit a switch, you can make a platform rotate. You can make a platform have gravity, and it will fall, or you can set a platform on a track, right? Or you can, uh, what else can you do? You could, you could draw a, you know, an island that looks like a shark, and you can have that move on a track, and then you can have like you know blue water at the bottom or something, and then you have like this, you know this this shark level, or you know there's a lot of opportunities for people to be really creative with all of the ways they can, you know, create a platform and animate things and turn and rotate stuff. I mean, it's pretty robust, and it also helps that if you're playing in you know handheld mode, you can just draw with your finger and just boom, I, I want a weird squiggly shape, and you can make that and you can test it within a matter of a second or two. So really cool, really cool stuff as far as Stage Builder. The other stuff that's in 3.0 that I really like is kind of the connection with uh, Smash World. And I think a lot of people will get a kick out of this, especially if you're the kind of person that searches for Smash Brothers content outside of the game. Or you know, if you see like a really cool Spirit Team or something, you, know, you can sync your data up with uh, you know, the Nintendo Switch Online app. And inside of that, that's where it's kind of where Smash World lives. Um, and if you go into the Smash World app, you can actually, you know, load all the spirits you have on your save game, create a new spirit team, and then, you know, you can load that back onto your save game. So that's pretty cool. So you can custom create spirit teams. Another great feature of uh, Smash World is, I, I like doing this a lot, there's kind of like this opening screen where it rotates through all the cool stuff that everyone's sharing. Um, I love looking at other people's stages, because from here, let's just say there's a stage that's really high, it's really cool, right? Everyone's downloading it. You can you can basically go, yeah, to a stage, and it'll, you know, it should appear, popular stages should appear in the list. And if you like it, all you gotta do is just tap it with your finger, and then tap, you know, basically send to your, to your system. So when you get home, you just hit sync. Uh, there's actually a little sync button there, and, uh, you know, you have that stage ready and rare to play the moment you get back. So, you know, a lot of great ways for people and fans to interact with Smash Brothers, even though they don't have their Nintendo Switch in front of them. Yeah, I love that being able to. I mean, the it seems like I've, that's all I talk about on the show the last couple of episodes is how much I love the Super Mario Maker games, how much I'm looking forward to the next one. But uh, that whole thing that I really got in the mode of with the first Super Mario Maker of of creating stuff and then putting it out there and hoping it has a good response, seems like I'm going to really be able to dig into that same kind of thing here, um, sharing levels that I've made, seeing what people think. Uh, and then with the videos, um, sharing those as well, you know, new video editing options are a part of the update. So you can splice together different scenes, add subtitles and sound effects and really... Um, put your own creative spin on the on the content and put it out there see what everybody thinks yeah i'm really really excited to put together all of my ganon f smash montage videos now <laughs> i'm just joking <laughs> um yeah you know speaking to stage builder again um you know chris is kind of our our resident um maker over here and <laughs> i'm really curious to see kind of what you do with this this tool and um how you kind of make it apart and and make re some really cool stages because um you you are kind of the best 
uh, creator in Mario Maker that I know at least. So I'm really, really persistent at least. High yeah. praise. <laughs> maybe I can maybe I can build a level that just has some inherent advantages to me that you don't know about, and, and maybe oh. that way level the playing field a little bit and, and right. have a shot against you. All right, we're gonna have to make that happen after we have our one v one Mario Kart eight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That battle. challenge is still on the table. Still on the table. They talk about Chris like in hushed tones around the office that he he's lapped them before so what? so hard in Mario Kart Eight. Like, this man, they they talk about him like he's just so amazing. And um, you know, I think I'm okay at Mario Kart, so um, I kind of want to see how that goes. But I'm also a little little nervous because you know he he does seem to be the real deal. I don't know. You you, you have me worried though. If you're already the the undisputed office champ at, at Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and then you take away my Mario Kart title. <laughs> You're just, that's too much power in, in the hands of just one person. Ah, uh, no, there's, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe we shouldn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Maybe we should do this. This is what we put on YouTube or something, man. I want to see it. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Well, we'll have to make it happen at some point. Yeah, it'll definitely happen. All right, well, um, thanks so much, guys, for all that information about Joker and for uh, Joker coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, you know, he's basically out uh, around the same time that this episode's coming out, so can't wait to see everybody dig in and, and see what they really come up with for that character. So now we're going to move over to Pro's Picks. Uh, as always, this is where we talk about games that uh, we're all playing here recently. And uh, JC, you want to start us off? What's What's been, uh, I don't know that you've had a lot of time with everything else you've got going on and the launch of all this content here for Super Smash, but if you have had any any spare moments, what have you been filling them with? I've been filling them with a couple games, actually. Um, the first one is actually going back and completing a lot of the co-op challenges in Mario and Rabbids uh, mm. yeah, Kingdom Battle, because yeah, my wife and I, you know, we love playing through the game, and she's trying to 100% everything. And so the last thing on our list there is to try and 100% all the co-op ones uh, on all difficulties. Man, it's, it's no joke, man. That stuff is hard. It's, again, huge shouts out to the uh, dev team, because I really, really do love that game. And if you haven't played it, you're missing out. Um, the second game I've been on recently is, uh, I think it was Mike Grimm that told me about this when I was last in your guys' office down there in Redwood City, is Baba Is You. Um, oh, yeah. yeah oh, great man. What a brilliant set of, like, just what a brilliant game. I mean, it hurts my brain. I mean, I'm, you know, I come out with a mild, like, sinus headache after that, but it hurts so good. Like, I just want more of it. So, and my wife and I do solve those puzzles together. Um, I think those are the big two outside of, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think that's about it. Those two games are definitely at the top of my list right now. Ste uh, Stephanie, in, in the last episode, talked about Bob as you, so I'm getting uh, a lot of, I'm feeling a lot of uh, uh, excitement here to finally go check that game out myself. Yeah, I've had multiple moments where I'll pull up a puzzle in that game and just stare at it for 30 minutes. I think this happened when... Uh, uh, I was flying back from PAX, and I just I pulled up the game on the airplane, no headphones in or anything. I just stared at the puzzle for the longest time. I'm like, I'm not getting this. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I heard it gets tough. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is pretty tough, but it, it's it's just a you know an amazing game. Uh, kind of the way that they they play with all the different elements is is ingenious. So, um, huge kudos to that dev team. Yeah, well, that's three recommendations I've heard right here on the show then I've, I've got to check it out yeah, yeah I think, I think you, uh, you know to talk just one more thing about that game but I think I really do love about it uh, specifically Baba's You um, is uh, is specifically the way you have to think not in the way that you want to it has to you have to break your way of thinking every single time you approach a puzzle and it's very rare for you know a puzzle game to ask that of the player of just to rethink what you think you know and 
you know, to learn something new every single time you complete a puzzle. That's that. Oh, and do you mind if I add one more game to my list, Chris? Sure, go ahead. Yoshi's Crafted World. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. There is few games that make me feel so good and loved and smiling um, <laughs> after every level. And I think that's, that's right now, that keeps me grounded. No matter how busy of a day, no matter how hard the days are coming and, you know, there's a lot of work to be done, I can always go home and spend some time with Yoshi and Poochie and, you know, just smile, you know, nice big smile and just relax. And it's the best. It really is. Yeah, there's there's one of those great moments in that game where Yoshi is kind of just sitting at the uh, the bus stop and and just waiting for the the bus to arrive. And every time I you know I, I think about that game, I think I'll think about that moment. It's just a huge smile on my face when I was playing it. Yeah, I uh, I said last episode that I just started playing the game. I think I was two levels into it, and I've since played a lot more of it and just keep loving it more and more. I'd heard this about the game before um, that it's constantly introducing new elements, and that's something I really noticed myself while playing it and appreciated whether you're kind of riding in that giant robot type Yoshi or there's the whole level based around um, kind of gobbling up magnets and then spitting them out in certain places to activate puzzles so there's always something kind of new to fool around with which I really appreciate Um, and I've been playing it with my son in two player and it it works great for that it does kind of infuriate me sometimes when we finish a level and we haven't collected everything Uh, which is actually hard to do on a first playthrough all the red coins all the flowers and everything but that just gives me a reason to go back and enjoy the level again so uh, so far it's just been a lot of fun yeah the the go-go Yoshi robot um, if this is a game that you're planning to 100% and do everything in I'll just say you got to get good at that mini game. Oh, it's really? so hard, dude. Yeah. It is really hard. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, this, I is a, this is a game that, that's fairly easy on, on the surface level, but if you really make it your mission to kind of take on those extra challenges and collect everything, uh, it's pretty. it can get pretty tricky. Yep. And I'm not even halfway through, but I can already see that. Yeah, totally. Cool. So, Joe, what have you been playing besides, well, Yoshi and Baba is you? Um, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time going back to Wargroove. Um, mm. And, you know, I think like JC, I have a little bit of that that strategy itch right, right now, um, uh, waiting for Fire Emblem Three Houses. And then this is really kind of just hitting the sweet spot for me. Um, but, you know, one thing I want to call out is I, the devs for that game have really done a great job of updating it and kind of just listening to what the fans are saying and adding um, some really great quality of life features. Um, One of them being just being able to add a single checkpoint in between a mission instead of having to start over if, you know, the the mission goes the wrong way for you. Um, And, you know, just kind of softening the difficulty in some ways too. Um, For me, you know, it's it's really made the game a lot more approachable because those games can be really punishing. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, it, it really is kind of scratching that that itch for me uh, in terms of a, a grid-based, turn-based strategy game. So I'm pretty excited about that one. Um, yeah, I've been having fun with that too. I've been playing it online and it works really well there too. Yeah, the is it asynchronous online where you kind of take a turn and then somebody else takes a turn? Yeah, it's, it's pretty or? much just like they were next to you on the couch. You know, you kind of, uh, you know, you, you move all of your units and then it's their turn. They move all of theirs and and uh, it's, it's kind of a good game uh, for that because since it's the kind of game you sit and think about, um, you know, it just works really smoothly and really great. And, you know, and when the, the other team is taking their turn, sometimes I'll pay attention or sometimes I might, you know, uh, listen to a podcast or something like yeah. that. So it's, it's just a nice, lazy Sunday afternoon. Nice. Um, one other game I did want to call out is uh, I'm playing the Ace Attorney, Attorney Trilogy mm. um, for the first time. I've actually never played this this franchise before, um, which you might think is a little surprising because I'm a Persona fan, big JRPG guy. Um, and just haven't touched it before. Um, and it, it's really interesting just kind of 
um, you know, experiencing the story for the first time. I've heard a lot about Phoenix Wright as a character. So being able to get to know him a little bit in his early days and then um, also kind of just going through the different court cases and then just looking to find all of the um, the different contradictions and what people are saying, where the lies are. So it's a really cool game. Um, and it's just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of wondering how I didn't get to it sooner. That's cool to hear. That's that's one of those I mentioned last time that uh, I've never tried an, a, a game in that series uh, either, although I've always been very interested in it. So that's now that it's out on Nintendo Switch, that's on my definite to playlist. Yeah, I think you should give it a try for sure. Yeah. You know, Joe, I will say that uh, I expect to hear a hold it or an objection from you like in, in a meeting at some point, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm going to have to do that uh, okay. next time. You know, it's going to come out of nowhere. Now that you've said it, I have to give it some time to to wait a little bit. And then, you know, I'm just going to drop it on you. Yeah, dude, drop drop it on a large group, especially one with executives in it. That'd be really good. Really, oh, really yeah. tactful. Yeah, yeah I'll just uh, see myself out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, JC, if no one else in that room gets it, you you still have to laugh. Oh, I'll still yeah, laugh. Even if I'm the out. only one laughing, I will <laughs> laugh if someone drops an ace attorney joke. You know I will. The only person laughing, meanwhile, I'm just... Sweating profusely. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> um, for myself, I've mostly been playing Cuphead. Um, I played this game before on other platforms, and I was really excited to play it on Nintendo Switch. And, and uh, so as soon as I got my hands on it, I, I dove right in, and I was happy to see that um, even though I was a little rusty, all of the patterns and stuff that, that I spent so long memorizing uh, on my uh, prior playthroughs still held up, and, and I um, managed to do pretty well and uh, make the game look a little easier than it really is, because when you're first learning uh, about the game, it can be quite challenging. Um, but of course, the, the challenge of the game is, is really playing things enough times to really learn uh, about each phase of each boss, because um, most levels are boss fights with a few um, side-scrolling uh, running gun portions sprinkled in. Um, but also, you know, one of the things that helps is learning, uh, and I've spent a little bit more time doing this on this playthrough, is buying up all the different kind of items and weapons you can get and really um, figuring out just the right combination for each situation, which, uh, you know, if you've got, for example, the, uh, the gun that will automatically you know, heat seek onto the to the bad guys, that um, can make a big difference in different situations. So, really enjoying that, and um, it's been great to just pull up the game out in handheld mode. I was actually waiting for my uh, car to get serviced the other day, and I was just stuck there for three hours. And I just said, "Well, I'm just going to pop in here and see if I can't improve uh, the grades that I'd already received on the bosses I'd already beaten." And I was able to get everybody on that first island up to like an A or A plus. So I'm trying to again, max everything out before I move on to the next chunk of the game. So I've just been really enjoying that. And then also, uh, like I said, uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. And something I haven't played a ton of, but I was really, it gave me a big smile to see it come back, was Donkey Kong 3, uh, the Arcade Archives version, and Nintendo eShop. Um, oh, that's with a game. Stanley? Yeah, that's kind of the <laughs> forgotten missing link of the Donkey Kong you know, lineage that I remember from the arcades back in the day. I don't think we ever saw Stanley again, except he might have been a trophy in a Super Smash Brothers game at some point. But, um, but that is just such a weird, different Donkey Kong game where you're basically shooting bug spray at Donkey Kong while he's throwing bees at you and things. It's just bonkers, but always happy to see that, that classic stuff come yeah, back. Yeah, and I will say that uh, Bill is a big fan of that game, too. You mean Stanley? I'm like, what? Stanley, the, the character in Donkey Kong 3. I'm like, I remember the first time he mentioned it to me, I was like, what are you talking about? But uh, yeah, I, that's actually when the first time I actually played that game, so I can vouch for Chris where it's like, oh, this is not was that what I was expecting, but 
it's a heck of a lot of fun, that's for sure. Yeah, it, it, you know, in classic arcade style, there's not a ton to it, but it takes a lot of skill to master it, so it's fun to just keep reworking it over and over. Yeah, Chris, backing up to Cuphead a little bit, I, you know, two things about that game, right? Um, the way it looks, I think, is a little deceiving because at first, you might not expect it to control so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the coolest things about it is it's just controls so tightly. It's really responsive. Um, and, you know, you need that because the game demands a lot of you as a player, um, especially if it's your first time playing. It's it's a pretty tough game. That's that's a great point, because in the past, you've seen games that have great, incredible, very smooth animation. But sometimes that does get in the way of like a snappy responsiveness in the controls. But yeah, that's sure. not the case here. Yeah. And then, you know, the second thing, uh, again, with the game being so, so tough, um, one of the things I love that it does is it, every time you die, it shows you kind of how far you got um, yeah. to the end of the to the fight. Um, and it just gives you like that immediate feedback. You're like, oh, I got so close. If I just try one more time, I think I can get past that like last little third, right? Um, and for me, every time I play it, I'm just like, it, when I, you know, get really close and end up dying, I, I just think back like, well, you know, if I just didn't make that one mistake, if I, you know, saved, uh, you know, didn't get hit early on, I think I can just like close that last gap. And it's just a really nice kind of like loop, right? Every time, instead of feeling like you're being punished so hard for every, every little boss fight. So, um, that's one of the things I really love about that game. And I think other games that are, do do have that kind of boss fight and that level of difficulty could definitely do with. Yeah. And, uh, I think most people are probably aware of this. I think we even touched on it in the last episode when we talked a little about the game, but you can play the game one or, or two players. And, um, I think when you're playing it, uh, single player, it seems like the, the, if you can, you know, actually, if you've got the skills enough to, to take these bosses on yourself, um, the fights can go quite a bit faster because I think either you do more damage or they're more susceptible to damage. I'm not, not sure how it works, but you kind of go through each phase a bit quicker. Um, but at the same time, you kind of don't have a safety net if you do lose, uh, you know, uh, all three of your, your hits. Um, but if you're playing two player and your character, um, you know, loses and you kind of turn into your ghost form and you're floating off the top of the screen, if the other player can get to you fast enough, he can kind of do a parry on your ghost basically which brings you back into the game so um so there's a couple ways to approach it so the game can either be harder or easier either way kind of depending on how you're playing it um it's a little tougher like i said to beat the bosses with two players but you can keep bringing each other back to life if you're quick so um yeah so that's something else you consider if the game's a bit challenging we'll try playing it the other way if you're a single player try two player yeah totally now, if this doesn't solidify Chris's, you know, legitimacy at Mario Kart, you know, I'm trying to better my time and scores and grades in Cuphead. Um, <laughs> I think this proves that Chris is probably not a fraud. So, uh, well, you know, it is you, man. By the time you finally get over the hump and you learn the patterns of the bosses enough to actually survive, honestly, you're 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 only a few kind of you know uh, extra little tries away from basically doing it perfect anyway. So I just kind of, I go back in there and say, now that I know how to do this, let's see if I can just polish it up a little bit. Oh All man. Right. Okay. I'm never playing against <laughs> you Mario Kart. Forget it. <laughs> All right, Chris, we'll see you in the Cuphead speedrun competition. <laughs> oh dude. Okay. I would, I'd like to see that. I would love to see that. All right. <laughs> maybe, maybe if we have that in the office, that's one more thing I could, I could hang in on. Chris destroys the rest of the office and everybody else is I will say for, I will say for the record, in that same Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Tournament that you won, I got knocked out in the first round. So there's a, there's a lot of gaps here in different, my... Different games, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, moving on to Warp Zone. This is the quiz we have uh, every episode where I give hints and you guys try to guess games that came out 10, 20, and 30 years ago. Uh, this time we're going to be looking at games that were released during the month of April. 
Um, so you guys ready? Let's do it. Sure. Great. All right. Well, 10 years ago, this is April of 2009, um, the clues are Nintendo published a wacky game for Nintendo DS where you held the system sideways like a book and used your stylus to tap along with robots, singing frogs, and kids in a chorus. Any guesses? This, hmm. I'll let Joe go first. JC has a big smile right now. Ah, oh, man. Is this uh, WarioWare? Kind of close. Oh, it's it's kind of cut from the same cloth, but uh, not the WarioWare series. I'm guessing Rhythm Heaven, then. Yep, that's it. JC, that's what you were going to say, right? Yeah, because I was the project manager for Rhythm Heaven. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I was been the project manager for Rhythm Heaven for the last uh, for, for all the iterations. The first one, Gold, um, and the one on uh, on Wii, because I remember that weird A and B thing where you squeeze a you know squeeze the Wii remote. So yeah, I'm hu- I, Gosh, I love that game. Always have, always series. will. Yeah, it's a great series. It's one of the um, uh, that that original game and also the the ones that would come later on handheld. I think some of the best handheld games ever because they fit that pick up and play format so well. Yep, and also teaches you what you think rhythm is and how good your timing is for sure. It exposes you real fast. <laughs> I know. I had to learn that the hard way, but I think it actually improved my rhythm, so it will. Uh, yeah. It wasn't just for fun playing that game. All right, <laughs> 20 years ago, this is in April of 1999, the clues are Nintendo added another great multiplayer game to the N64 that was played in 2D despite the system being known for 3D games like Super Mario 64 and started development under the working title Dragon King the Fighting Game. Oh, this is... JC, this is too easy for you. Uh, Why are Super you calling S- me out, man? You're, <laughs> no, 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 you're, you first. Uh, Super Smash Bros. That's it. Can you guys believe that it has been 20 years exactly to this month since the first installment of Super Smash Bros.? It's crazy. That's nuts. I can't even comprehend. I'm surprised you were born, Joe. <laughs> well, you know, we have the 30-year question coming up, and I didn't didn't exist yet. So <laughs> <laughs> this will be good. Yeah. Looking back at that first uh, Super Smash Brothers, can you believe there was just eight starting characters with, I think, an additional four unlockable? And now you look at what, what the series has evolved into. Yeah, I think everybody has that moment when they boot up uh, Smash Ultimate for the first time and they see how big the images are with the characters, and you're like, whoa, this was this was that? That's right, because that's a, the original cast from the first game is yeah. what you start with in the new one until you unlock everyone else, yeah. yeah. Cool, all right, here we go. 30 years ago, April of 1989, a pre-Joe era. <laughs> Hal published a game for NES in which a hero resembling a blue jawbreaker puzzled his way from room to room inside a castle, obtaining jewels to open locked doors, on an adventure to rescue Princess Lala from the Great Devil's Evil Empire. Any guesses? Hmm. Ooh. Um, okay. Some studious looks here. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna. Get, I'm gonna take one guess, and I only got one. I want to say something. I can't remember the name of it. Maybe like Popo's Adventure or something. Hmm somewhat close but not quite or maybe it's no it's probably not Lolo's Lolo's something as I swear I swear it's some kind of repeating name you're circling it yeah you're thinking of adventures of Lolo is that that's it could be that maybe that's the right (laughs) order that's it you guys were together it is adventures of Lolo and that's 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 a little bit of a deep cut Uh, I'm surprised you guys uh, got that one good job yeah well I JC think kind of got halfway there. Well, the only reason why is you said La La in blue. And I'm like, I could have sworn some blue circle thing on something Lola or whatever. Maybe that's related to La La. Just so. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> yeah. the clue, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That's a, uh, that's, I just started playing that for the first time because it's um, in the NES collection that's included with Nintendo Switch Online. And um, it's pretty fun. It's, it's a puzzle game primarily. It holds up pretty well. Nice. 
All right, well, guys, um, we're not going to have Players Pulse or Game Forecast this time since we just had an episode earlier in the month. Uh, so that's it. JC and Joe, thanks so much for coming on the show. Cool, oh, thanks man. for having Appreciate us. Appreciate the time. Thank you very much, dude. That's it for this episode of Nintendo Power Podcast. If you have any comments or questions you'd like us to consider answering on the show, you can email us at nintendopowerpodcast at noa.nintendo.com. Also, we always appreciate it if you can leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they're ready. Thanks for listening and keep playing with power.